Okay. Holy shit. Was that three knocks? Yes. <laughs> Did you record that? It was recording. I don't know if it picked up. It probably did because it was kind of loud. Oh my god, that's insane! It was three knocks, wasn't Holy it? Holy shit! <laughs> you were just like getting ready to speak and then it knocked. Welcome to this episode of Friend and Jimmy Podcast. <laughs> we got some real freaky information. Hi, I'm Christina Vovis. And I'm Christine Fredheim. And this is the Friend of Jimmy podcast, a show about finally uncovering what happened to Jimmy Hoffa through the help of psychic medium Christine Fredheim in our journey to fulfill his wish to find his body. Welcome back to the Friend of Jimmy podcast, episode 14. I apologize ahead of time for all the microphone hits on this episode. We were recording late at night after a long session and got careless with the mic. But I will say, not every bump you hear is the microphone. Fans of the paranormal, if you listen closely, you could tell the difference. So Christine's here in L.A. Surprise visit, because you brought your grandma to L.A. Yeah. While Christine is here... I was editing the episode where we heard this man's audio in one of the recordings. A little bleep. Yeah. Here's a little recap of that moment. What was that? From you or me? It was a weird sound thing. After hearing this man's audio come through on the actual recording, your father popped in. And then I just kept asking, like, okay, do I need to deal with this spirit that is obviously trying to make us listen and then my dad came in and he showed me like that he was using a stick poking a a, this vintage can and as I was like watching this metaphor the can open and it was a can of worms and that's when he said that we're picking out a can of worms but it's needed to that's when I thought Okay, I'll do it. So now we've done a session. Christine talked to the hello man that came through after Michael's session. But I didn't want to do it alone. So I had you sitting next to me because this soul is coming forward really powerful and strongly when he can knock walls and speak. Um, that, that still takes a lot of energy for a spirit that hasn't crossed over. Okay, so let's go through your notes and Mm -hmm. just say everything that happened in your communication with him. Well, first of all, I wanted just to confirm with him that he was the guy that has been knocking on our doors since the beginning of this project with you and me. Um, And he said, yes, he's been knocking. He's been knocking since his passing. So this man is responsible for the three knocks. Yeah. And then he continued saying, I belong to Michael. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) That's what he said. Michael witnessed his death. 
he have seen our project moving along so fast and ready to launch with this podcast and everything, but he was afraid of being forgotten. So he apologized for scaring us and saying hello to you when you're sleeping almost. Oh, yeah. And uh, to me when I'm alone working and having the three knocks. But every time we've had um, communication with him, me and you have had it at the same time almost. He really, really, really tried hard to get our attention. And then he showed me big brown boots which to me looked very muddy and dirty. So I automatically thought he might be some kind of construction worker at the Renaissance Center. And um, he was strong. He's a fit man. He seems to be very young, but still had a wife. And I think he had a daughter as well. Uh, If I'm looking at the girl, she looks like she might be like five years old. And um, it was the same summer as Hoffa disappeared. Right. So So they're very connected. Uh, So I thought, are you working at the Renaissance Center? Are you a part of something bigger? Like, where do you come into the picture? And then he... It seems like what I could interpret interpret mm-hmm. that he was under contract at the renaissance center and it seems also like he was a construction worker and there was stuff he did not want to do at his job which involved crime and he wanted to protect his family because he didn't want to get into any trouble and problems um for his state of mind it was just important to uh, make ends meet and feed your family and take care of your family and he did not want to risk that in any way because that's so important to him but he's been witnessing stuff that he wasn't supposed to be seeing and I think the resistant and the breach of some contract or something there's something here that is blurry I can't really point it out what happened but Mr. Hello has resisted to do something which got him killed So I don't know if he was a part of some other cover-up or something else with the mafia. The mafia had a huge run for the Renaissance Center um, and building. But yeah. Right, right. Because the construction company, Turner Construction, was very mafia-affiliated. Right. So there's not only Jimmy there, but this man. Yeah. And they showed me a third one. Yeah. But the third one seems to be in the dirt in front, like Riverside, of the Renaissance Center. And I can hardly get any contact with them. But Mr. Herlow is just showing me that it's a young male. I feel like he's very skinny and he's wearing like raggedy um, brown clothes. And I don't think he was an American. This guy, the number three guy. But let's go back to Mr. Hello. Yes. He thinks it's very important that we know about his wife. And he's telling me short information about that his wife is blonde and she's wearing a brown suit with the skirt that goes below the knees. She is most likely a teacher. 
And after his murder, I am pretty sure that she filed a police report. But that case never, I don't even think it even opened. I feel like it was just like swept under the rug. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't have money and remarried pretty quickly with someone that seems to have not lived too far away from her house. She wasn't in love with that guy, but she she had to do what she had to do to to survive. You said he was a young man. Yeah. I want to say like 28 to 33, but I'm so horrible with numbers. Okay, but not old. So let's even say if he was 30, his wife would likely be in her 80s, possibly. Yeah, I tried to get a hold of his wife, but I can could not get a hold of her in spirit and that can be for many reasons but i was trying to look at her location but again this could have been from earlier but she i think pretty sure she's in a home and i do feel like there's some kind of mental or like some kind of illness there so i'm thinking it could be alzheimer's because there's no contact to be made uh uh-huh. and he wants to be found Yes, and the reason he's been so persistent is that this is going to be a so-called easy find because Michael already knows the location. So we definitely need Michael, once we get into the Renaissance Center, to help find this man. Yeah, we don't really need Michael to do it. No. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. We don't really need to do get Michael to do it because... My first round with locating Hoffa, I had another location. And when I actually went to Detroit to figure out where, to just make sure that that was the right place, Hoffa took me another place. This made me feel really insecure because I'm like, oh shit, maybe I just picked up the wrong thing. But now when I am contacting with, when I'm in contact with Mr. Hello, It's his body I found first, and then half a second. So we got two bodies located already in the Renaissance. Hmm. So he's been with us since the beginning, since before you found Hoffa, directing you yeah. to his location. Yeah. But he's been banging in the Renaissance Center since the day he passed away. What a full circle moment. And he just wants to be with his wife. He wants to be found. And he kept saying, we're here. We, as in plural. Right, because as you were meditating through it, I said, are we going to be able to find this guy? Meaning, figure out his name and who yeah. he belongs to. And he responded with, we're here. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't understand the question. He's like, I'm right here. <laughs> And I'm like, no, I mean, like, in the physical world, where can we get proof of who you are and if, get a story that would match up to a missing person that that's right. you? Right. And then he started showing me that there will be pictures. I will be able to recognize him because now I know how he looks like. Mm-hmm. And um, we were told to hire an investigator. And then was there anything else from him? The insurance money? Yes. He wants... Or I shouldn't say insurance. Yeah, no, he wants there to be some kind of money for his family that was left behind because he was murdered. He didn't do anything wrong. Mm. 
Right. He wasn't a mafia. He was a good guy. He was a good guy. He was just in the wrong place. Yes. At the wrong time. With the wrong people. Was there anything else from that session? No, I think he owned a house. He oh, owned, yes. He yeah. owned a house. Yeah, I think he owned a house. So we There's would be able to find Im- it. Yeah, I think it's important that we find that house for some reason. I feel Is like it, in- it might be brown or dark green wooden house. Is it in Detroit? Uh-huh. Yeah. Lots of research to be done. Can he tell us the year he bought it? <laughs> Is he still here? No. Well, maybe he is. But... If the knocks were him. Mm. Yeah. Because when I was working upstairs, I'm like, it would be pretty cool if you could do another recording with us so we can get that. And oh, you said that to him? Yeah. But, but you said when we record later, if he wants to join us? Yeah, that would be cool if we could oh. get another like split in the recording. Oh. Yeah. Like your father said, this is a can of worms. <laughs> yes. And we're going to need more than two hours at the Renaissance Center at this point. Yeah, we're going to need to find him as well. Oh, my God. But thank God, because he he need he needed to be heard. And he was so respectful once we said, yeah. don't bother us. Yeah, he, he apologized. And yeah, but he did not want this podcast and Jimmy to be found and him being left alone. That was very important. What were the words he said to you at the end? Don't leave me here. He was so afraid of being left behind. Yeah. And you cried like a baby. (laughs) Well, when he said, I want to be with my wife, I I was like, oh. (laughs) I know. I'm so sad. I looked up because I thought you were choking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So... Now we have two bodies to find. Yeah, maybe the third, three. The third one. Maybe three if we. Yeah, the third one doesn't even seem interested. Okay. Yeah, but who knows when we're there? While we're there, yeah. I mean, we might as well. Holy shit! <laughs> See you next. We time. We should wrap it up because it's very late at night. We're very doing late. spooky shit late at night <laughs> in my house. We're gonna go burn some sage and um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. You've been listening to the Friend of Jimmy podcast. Stay tuned for another episode. Thanks for listening. Oh.